Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. You can be seated this morning. Get your Bibles open to Mark chapter 16. Uh, the, I'm always amazed by the Holy Spirit. I tell you that all the time. You know, when you depend on Him, God does amazing things. And so excited about the opportunity, like Pastor Paul said this morning, to be able to give to the Czech Republic. I've been able to preach there. I believe, possibly, they were driving that same vehicle eight or ten years ago when I went to the conference. I remember that car. And so God is amazing. I'm so excited. can't wait to see them. the picture of them driving that vehicle. Amen. And so I wanted to preach ever since last week a missions message this morning. And um, I've got a, a title. We can go ahead and put that up. But the interesting thing is, as I was preparing earlier in the week, God was dropping some verses in my spirit. And I was uh, putting some things down and studying and praying. And, and then yesterday, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke very clearly to me to preach on the Holy Spirit. To preach on the power of the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, then Carla picked a great song, Pour Out Your Spirit. She didn't know what I was going to preach on. But on top of that, I didn't realize it until my dad sent me a text. Today, I usually know, today is Pentecost Sunday. And so I, that was just the Holy Spirit nudging me and saying, hey, preach on me tomorrow. It's my day. It's when I started the church. Amen. And if you're new in the Lord or you forgot church, we need to understand that the Pentecost is what we are. Amen. The power of the Holy Spirit is when this, the church started on the day of Pentecost. And the, the power of God fell down in that place. And that's how we have missions. That's how the, the gospel was spread around the world. And we're not going to be able to continue to do what God wants us to do if we don't get the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. In a powerful, powerful way. And Jesus told the disciples, I need you to go and I need you to wait for the promise. I need you to get something you don't have in your own power. So I want to start off in Mark chapter 16, reading very familiar verses here. Verse 15 to 20 says, he says, here's the gospel, here's missions, go. Tell the person next to you, go. Amen. Now we got to go and preach into the whole world the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. All these signs, watch this, and these signs. How many want to see signs and wonders even this morning? How many want to see God heal and deliver and set free and transform in this place right now this morning? Amen. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. Amen. He says these signs will follow. We need to believe this more today than we ever have before. These signs will follow. In other words, we're not doing what we're supposed to do if we don't see signs. If we don't see healings, if we don't see people being filled with the Holy Spirit, if we don't see those, those financial miracles, we're not seeing the gospel preached the right way. We're not in the alignment of God. He says, but these will happen in my name. Somebody shout the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we will cast out demons. They will, here you go, they will speak with new tongues. This morning, if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, God wants you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and he wants you to speak in a heavenly tongue. 
They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them, and they will lay their hands on the sick, and it doesn't say they might recover. It says they will recover. How many still believe Jesus heals this morning? Amen? So then the Lord spoke. He said he was received up into heaven, and he sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached. They went out and did what he told them to do everywhere. That means we got to reach everyone, not just the ones we like, not just the people who are like us, but everyone. Pastor, Pastor mentioned something very powerful about that Pastor Oscar and Helen are, are missionaries in their own country. How many know we're missionaries in our own country today? Missionaries is not just going to another country. It's crossing cultural lines. We have a melting pot of cultural lines in this church and in this city, and we're reaching to those people this morning. Amen? And so it says working. It says they went and preached everywhere. The Lord worked. This is the key. The Lord working with them. If you're taking notes or in your Bible, I want you to underline that. Working with them. Very important there. Working with them. This is something the Lord showed me this week. And confirming the word through the accompanying signs. So he says, in other words, if, if the healings aren't happening, if people's d- demons aren't being cast out, people aren't being baptized in the Holy Spirit, then, then, the, the, then we're not doing the right thing. Okay? So go back to the title. Missions is the heartbeat of our church. How many know the heart is obviously the most important thing we have today? And if you have a good heart, your body's in good condition. And that heart pumps, and what it pumps is oxygen and blood to the rest of the body. And everything functions correctly when the heart is right. I want you to know this morning, when a church like this, and a church like our home church, and the churches around our fellowship, especially in the United States, when we have missions as the key and the focus of our church, which it is, then, we, then our heart is strong, and it's sending out everything that needs to go into the rest of the body, and God does amazing things. Can you say amen? So we need to understand that when we take up missions offerings on Sunday, the first Sunday of every month, we're not just going through the motions. This isn't just something we do and to participate. It's who we are. In this church this morning, there are four families who are missionaries. In this place this morning, we, we were missionaries. Pastor Paul and Emily and their family were missionaries. Pastor Mario and Dianza and Pastor Dylan Nashley just recently have gone to the mission field, gone to another country. And, and, and so beyond, beyond even the normal church, missions is even more so our burden because we know what it is to go to another country and, tr- and trust God. And so we know that sitting here this morning, there may be some people, and you might not even know it yet, that you might be going to a mission field. Hello? Amen. I want you to write two things down that are, ver- that are very c- clear to me this morning that keeps that Mark 16 from happening. Okay, two things. Doesn't mean there's only two things, but these are two key things that I believe the Lord spoke to me. One is... Who will go? Who will go? We, we, he says go, and how many know when, when someone says go, everybody starts looking around? Like, aren't you going to go? And then they look around and they, aren't you going to go? Right? When, how, for example, when something needs to be done, what, a, what is human nature? Like if something spills, human nature is, so who's going to pick it up? Right? 
y'all got, man, it got quiet right there. Goodness grief. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking in general. Amen. But who will go? So that's the question. And the second one I want you to write down, and we're going to talk about both these, is this. Will we stay out of God's way? Or in other words, if you don't understand that, will we not try to do things in our own power? Did you get that? Who will go? And, and if we say, I'll go, and, 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 and that happens, then we say, God, I'm going to let you do the work. Because remember, there in that verse, it said, working with them together. So it's not that God does the work by himself, and it's not that we do the work by ourselves. It's that we work together. And I'm not even talking this morning just about us working together. I'm talking about we work together with God. God works together with us. God is saying, who's going to go? And we have to say, I'll go. But then we have to say, but I'll go and I'll work alongside you. Not God, hey, I'm going to go out and do my own thing and, and, and go work for you. And God's saying, I'm not even with you. God's got to go with us. So we do it together. So we're going to go over these. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3 to 8. Read, read this with me. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke or the presence of the Lord. And he says, how many know when the presence of the Lord is moving and when God's presence is doing something in a church, the thing that happens is humility steps in and a spirit of repentance comes. A spirit of, uh, who am I? How many this morning when you start to think about saying, God, I want to do something for you, the first thing that comes in is, you're not worthy. Don't you remember what you used to do? Don't you remember the things you used to say and the places you used to go? And don't you know your testimony? And the the spirit of the enemy starts to speak to us and remind us of our past. But in a a humble way, we say, God, who am I? I? I can't do this. He says, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. And that's very key right there, lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For I have, my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. How many know, just stopping right there for a second, when you meet Jesus and you meet the King, you'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. That doesn't mean everybody that meets him is going to go to heaven because some people don't choose, to choose life. But once you've met the King, you'll never be the same. You'll either be happy and excited on your way to heaven, or you'll be backslidden and mad at God and, and, and bitter all, the, all your life. But whichever one it is, you'll never be the same after meeting the king. The Lord of hosts, it says, And then one of the seraphim or angels flew to me, having his hand a li- in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it. And he said, Behold, this. How many know we need a touch? From the Holy Spirit this morning. He says, this has touched your lips. Key, lips. Your iniquity is taken away. And your sin is purged. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And what did Isaiah answer? Here I am. Send me. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands because I want you to say this in your spirit this morning. It's easy to raise your hand. 
right? Everybody just raise your hand real quick. That wasn't that hard, right? Anybody can raise their hand. But God is looking for some people in their spirits this morning who will say, Lord, here I am. Send me. If you call me, I will go. Now, how many know this gives us a great responsibility? Like, there's, like, once you hear the gospel, you're responsible. Now that you've heard it, go. If you don't go, you're responsible. Every message that you hear, every service that you come to, two things are happening. You're knowing the Lord more, and, and hopefully you're growing, and hopefully you're getting to, to understand the Bible more. But another thing is happening at the same time. You're becoming more responsible for the things that you're hearing. The longer you've been saved, the less excuses that you have. Amen? Because you've heard too much. We've heard the gospel. We've heard the gospel. We've heard the truth. And now we've got to be responsible with it. And it's a great responsibility. But the devil wants to shut us up. The devil doesn't want anybody in here to say, I'll go. The devil doesn't want anybody to go because he wants people to be lost. He wants people to go to hell. He doesn't want people to preach. And I'm, I'm strongly reminded of this this morning when I think about Jeremiah. I, I used to think about this. Anybody who's ever been on the mission field especially, this is, there's an added, how many know in the Bible there's times where there's an added emphasis on a verse? This is for all believers that are here. Everyone's felt this way, but I promise you if you've been on the mission field, there's an added emphasis to quitting, wanting to give up, at least wanting to go home. Maybe you're not going to quit on God, but I want to go home, Lord. I'm tired of these people. I, don't, I, I have a problem with the people in my own country, let alone these people in this country that aren't even my people. Amen? And you get frustrated because they're not growing, or you get frustrated because you're not seeing what you want to see, and you get to a place where you say, I, I'm, I don't want to do this no more. I'm tired. Or you're doing the right thing. You're preaching the truth. You're preaching the gospel. You're doing what God wants you to do, and you're not seeing the results that you think you should see or that you want to see. Or that God promised you that you would see. And you get to a point where like Jeremiah was, he was preaching and, and he wanted to stop. He wanted to give up. And all of a sudden, when he was about to give up, the Lord gave him a word. And he spoke it. And it was a hard word. And to the, to the priest who wasn't living right. And he basically rebuked him and said, you're going you're gonna to lose. I'm just paraphrasing the beginning of Jeremiah chapter 20. And, and, he, and that word comes forward strong, and, and then he says, what am I doing? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm done. I quit. Look at verse 9, what happens. I will not make mention of him. I mean, he's in a bad place. Nor speak anymore in his name. But, somebody say but. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. When you want to stop when you want to quit, when you want to get lazy, when you want to do other things, the Holy Spirit steps in and quickens you. And he says, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. Does anybody want to have the Holy Spirit moving in your life so strong this morning that it's like fire burning inside of you, that you can't not do what God's called you to do? You have to go. You have to go. I don't know about you, but I say, God, don't ever let me get to a place where the burning stops. Sometimes burning is painful. 
But don't, don't let ever let the burning stop. How many, I, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on that either, but I've said it, Lord, I, stop, stop giving me the burden for people. Stop helping, stop letting me care. It hurts too much. And then I stop myself and say, Lord, don't. Don't take that away from me, please. Please don't take the passion for people away. Please don't take the, 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 the burden for the lost away because that's the reason I'm here. That's the reason I live is so that I can tell people about you, Jesus. I'm not here just to fill space and suck up oxygen this morning. I want to see God do something great in my life. And so he says, but his word. That's why we come to church. This word this week when you feel like quitting or giving up or going a different direction, this word that you're hearing is going to be in your bones and in your spirit, and it's, going to, it's not going to let you quit. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. How I many know we need to hear the truth? The truth needs to be spoken, but the Holy Spirit is what does the work. And that reminds me of a verse in Romans when Paul was facing a very similar persecution and very similar problems, and he was hurting, and he was upset, and he was frustrated. And he says this, I'm not ashamed, Romans 1, 16, of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God. How many know we need the power of God? To salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew and also for the Greek. And then watch this. For in it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. Tell the person next to you, we need to use our faith. Notice I didn't say we need to ask for more faith. We have a measure of faith that God has given us. We need to use it. We need to use it this morning. Now I want to go back for just a moment. Uh, those that are doing the, the verses are probably confused because I skipped a few verses. But I want to go back to Acts chapter 1. And show you what happened on the day of Pentecost. We've read these verses before, but sometimes we read them and, and don't understand how important they are. Acts chapter 1, verse 4, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. This is important, church. This is the most fought thing, I believe, in the church today, is the power of the Holy Spirit. An institution that exists, a place that has people in it, what, I, want you, I want to ask you a question to think about this morning. What is the difference between this gathering this morning and a school gathering? What is the difference between this gathering this morning and some government ga gathering this morning if we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit? It's just a gathering. And we, yes, we're reading the Word, and yes, God, God's Word can do something, it, powerful things, even when we're not expecting it. But the, the, what I'm trying to show you is God said, I want you to go. But don't go in your own power. I need you to go in my power. And, and I think that many times when we're failing and we're not getting the results that we want, matter of fact, I would probably say all the time when we're failing and not getting the results we want, it's because we're in the way. 
And we're trying to do things in our own power, and, and I'm guilty of this so many times. When I need to go to the Lord, I talk about it, or I'm frustrated about it, or I question it, or I wonder about it, instead of going to the Lord and saying, God, you've got this, and I'm working together with you this morning, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, this is going to work out, and I'm just going to get out of the way, let you come down and lead me, and then I'm going to walk alongside you as we do this together. This is important. In our minds sometimes we say, when we say, Lord, take control, we, we tend to think that we move our, remove ourselves from the situation. That's not what the Bible tells us. This is what I want to show you this morning. When I say get in the way, it means you're here and God's back here. God needs to be in front and you follow. Or you might even see here in a moment that God wants to walk side by side with us. Let me finish reading this. He commanded them not to depart. So he says, I, I want you to go do this, this, this uh, gospel, but don't go without the Holy Spirit. He says, because you heard this from me. And then we'll go to verse 5. For John baptized with water, and, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. And skip down to verse 8. But you shall receive power as soon as you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Is that what it says? Does it say that? It does not say that when you accept Christ and say the Lord's Prayer or the sinner's prayer that you'll receive power. It says when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Church, it's a distinct, separate occasion that happens to the believer after conversion. And he says, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria. And this is why missions exist today around the world. It says to the end of the earth. But what's the key? The Holy Spirit. That's the key. Now watch this. John chapter 15. I want you to see this more than anything else this morning. He says, verse 5, I am the vine. John 15, 5. You, I am the vine, you are the branches. In, and I in him, sorry, he who abides in me and I in him does what? How much fruit? How do we bear a lot of fruit? By abiding in him. Being with him. Working together with him. Partnering with the Holy Spirit. Just like we're partnering together with churches and how we're raising this money all around the United States to send to Czech Republic, and by partnering together, we can do so much more faster together than we can by ourselves. We are partnering beyond that first with the Holy Spirit. Okay? And he says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. And this is the key. For without me... You can do nothing. Church, get this this morning. This, I believe this is what hinders the move of God we want to see is that we get the cart before the horse and we're willing and we're saying, Lord, I'll go. We touched on that already. Here I am, send me. We're, we're doing the right thing. But then we start to get so zealous and we start to get so excited and so emotional that we forget the Holy Spirit. 
and we begin to work in our own power. And how many know our words, our power, our works don't do anything? It's the Christ, the Spirit that lives in us. The power and the demonstration. Paul says, I'm not coming to you with eloquent words. But I'm coming to you with a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. It means we're going to pray for the sick. We're going to cast out demons. We're going to bind the enemy at every side. The devil was fighting. I knew this was going to be a great day. It's going to be a great altar call in a minute. Because the devil was fighting us in, in the internet again. And even the, even the iPhone, uh, what's it called, uh, Hotspots weren't working. But right on time to show that video came on. Amen. Everything came together. But I, 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 I used to get frustrated when that stuff happened. Now I just say, oh, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. Amen. Because you know what? It's not about the Internet. It's not about the words on the screen. It's not about how good our praise team sounds. It's not about how good or bad I preach. It's about the Holy Spirit demonstrating his power in this service and in our lives this morning and doing something in our hearts that puts a fire in us that we cannot shut up. Now I begin to close with this, John 15, 26. Watch this, same chapter. But when the helper comes... Now, it's important, I, I, I emphasize this again, to show you the difference between getting saved and being baptized in water and then the experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes. When you say somebody's coming, it means they're not here yet. Am I right? Is that good English? You don't say someone's coming to the place, to the house, or to preach, or if they're already here. They're here. Then they're here, but if they're not, then they're, they're on their way. So he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, watch this, whom I shall send to you from my Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, says, he will testify of me. How many want the Holy Spirit testifying for you? You're witnessing to somebody? It's the Holy Spirit speaking. You're passing out a Jesus card, it's the Holy Spirit moving through you. We're not going to do anything in our own power. We're, God is wanting to partner right alongside. And listen, this is an interesting thing. In this verse, the, the, the word comes from Greek, parakletos, which means to call alongside to help. So the Holy Spirit, again, does not want to come and just take over. He wants to work with us. He wants to partner with us. And so it's not me doing it on my own, and it's not God doing it on its own. How many know that's how the gospel's preached? He expects us to be a part of the global mission. He expects us to do it. And he says, if, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done because I'm going to use people. God, come on, take over. God, do it. I'm gonna, I use people. The way the world's going to be saved is through people. I did the finished work on the cross. I went and did my part. Now you take over and you do what I ask you to do. But I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to come work right alongside with you. Right alongside with you. And, and he wants to get you to a place where everything you're doing, you're listening to the Holy Spirit. And he's telling you little things sometimes. Do that. Don't do this. Don't say that. Don't say this. Go here. Don't go there. You're listening. You're being led by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says if we walk in the Spirit, we won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Musicians, you can begin to come this morning.
Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me and I'll answer. And I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. And how shall he do it? God is looking right now for people who are willing. Okay? People who, are, who will say, I'll go. That's one. But he's also looking for people who will say, God, I'll go, but I won't go without you. If you don't go with me, what did Moses say? If you don't go with me, I'm not going. And the more mature you get in the Lord, doesn't mean you don't have off days, bad days, make mistakes, but the more mature you get in the Lord, the more years I've preached, I've depend. every time I preach, I preach depending less on me and more on the Holy Spirit. Every single time. You hear that verse, I must decrease so he must increase. It's not just a funny or neat saying, it's the truth. People who are mightily used by God are people who totally depend on the Holy Spirit but understand that I still have to do my part. I've got to do the work, but the Holy Spirit's going to fill in. The Holy Spirit's going to take up from my weaknesses. The Holy Spirit's going to do what I can't do. And we need to be filled this morning. We need to be covered from the top of our head to the soles of our feet with the Holy Spirit. We need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. Because here's another verse, Zechariah 4, 6. It's not by might. It's not by power. But can somebody say what it is? Says the Lord. Amen. But by my spirit says the Lord. Holy Spirit, you are here this morning. And you are talking to people's hearts this morning. And you are ministering right now. And you are asking, who will go? And Lord, at the same time that you're asking, you're convicting us of our sins. You're dealing with our, our hearts. You're dealing with our minds. You're dealing, Lord, with our shortcomings, with our attitudes, with our lack, with our excuses, with all the things that are part of being a human being. But Lord, today we've got to stop looking around and seeing who's going to go. Will you go? Will they go? And say, God, I'll go. I'll go. Here, I'm, here I am, Lord. Send me. Send me, Lord. Send me, Lord. Use me, Lord, to go out of this place and preach your gospel. Use me, Lord, this morning to go out of this place and care about souls. Care about people who are dying and going to hell and need Jesus. But Jesus, I must abide in you. I must work beside you. I must depend on your working in my life this morning. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning. And as we're praying, there's, there's two types of people here this morning. One is, you've, you're full of the Holy Spirit. You've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You, you, you have a powerful uh, time of prayer. You, you know how to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You pray in tongues. But today, you say, I don't have enough, God. I need a refill. I need more. I need more. I need, to, I need to be overflowing this morning. And that's you this morning. And today as we go to the altar, you can be refilled. Because if we're doing it right, we're being emptied every time we go and serve. And we need to be refilled. The second type of person is someone who's believed on Jesus and loves Jesus with all their heart and has put their faith in Jesus for salvation. But today, you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
You have not received the power of the comforter this morning. You've not allowed him to come along and work beside you and work through you. And today you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you can get baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in another tongue. Or you're a third person that does not know Jesus. And today, if you don't know Jesus, today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable hour. If you were to die today, would you go to heaven? As the Holy Spirit is touching your heart, how many across this place, all over this place today could say, I am a man of unclean lips. I need Jesus to come into my life. I am not saved. I have not put my faith in Jesus And I need prayer this morning. Just lift your hand up and put it right back down all across this place. I want to be saved. Amen. Amen. I want to be saved this morning all across this place. Maybe you're here and at some point in your life you said that prayer, but today you're backslidden. You're not walking with God. You're not living the life God wants you to live. Just put your hand up and say, pray for me. I want to come back to the Lord this morning. I see your hand. I want to come back to the Lord this morning. I want to get my heart and my life right with Jesus. Amen. Let's stand all across this place this morning, church. This is so important. This is so key. This is so necessary. I go back to the first two things I said. You've either been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I believe personally, biblically, in the Bible, that the evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, the way you know you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, is God gives you a tongue to pray in. I've been preaching this gospel for 30 years, and I haven't seen anything that changes that in the scriptures. Every time they prayed for someone, they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you might say this morning, do I have to pray in tongues? No, you don't. You don't have to. But you need it. You need it. You need the fullness. You need the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life. You need that power of the Holy Spirit that takes over that Jeremiah had that said, man, I, I want to quit right now, but something inside of me is not letting me, which is the Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit this morning, today we're going to open up these altars, and you come, and you come to this altar, and you say, Lord, I empty myself. I open myself up, and I want to receive what you said is a promise to me. You said, go and wait. I'm here. I'm here waiting. Baptize me. Fill me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Lord, forgive me from all my sins. Lord, take this this tongue. Did you notice in the Bible there, church, that we read Isaiah several times? He said lips. There's something about the words we speak. I've told you before, This is the James says this is the most vile thing, our, our tongue in our whole body. And so it's not weird to speak in tongues. It's, it's God taking over the most vile part of our body and allowing the Spirit to come out and speak that tongue, amen, that, that's un, unutterable and the devil can't understand it. You need it. You need it. I can't give it to you. I'm not the baptizer. But I'm giving you the message this morning. It was this day, thousands of years ago, on the day of Pentecost, they went into a room and they waited. And the Bible says in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit fell like tongues of fire on all of them. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Lord gave utterance. Or if you're here today and you've been baptized and you're dry, you need a refill. Come and receive the refill this morning. As we begin to sing this song, I want you to come close up front. As many as would come this morning, you're either, again, you're either coming for the first time to get baptized in the Holy Spirit or you're coming to get refilled. 
Amen. I, to me, personally, I'm just going to say this. If you stay at your seat this morning, you don't want the Holy Spirit. Because you either want the Holy Spirit to be baptized or you want to be refilled. I'm just being real with you and honest. You don't have to come, though. But if you stay back, you're saying, I don't need the Holy Spirit in my life. Is that true? Can somebody tell me I just said something wrong? Is that true? Because I gave two options. You either want it for the first time or you want more. As we begin to sing, let's sing. As we begin to sing this morning, as we begin to worship this morning, I want you to open your mouths. You need to open your mouths. He's not going to open your mouth for you. Open up those mouths and begin to cry out to God and say, Lord, refill me today. I need a fresh touch of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.